Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. Today's episode is brought to you by two of my very own marketing resources, the Digital Strategist Newsletter and the One-to-Many System. The Digital Strategist Newsletter is my monthly newsletter. I release it at the end of every month, usually around the 23rd or the 24th. It's absolutely free, designed to give you some insights into your own digital marketing strategies. So you can head over to jimsnewsletter.com and sign up there if you haven't already. Also, back issues are available there as well. And the one-to-many system, that's my big course. This program gives you a complete scalable marketing strategy and system along with the website and content creation uh, pieces. So you can finally tick all the boxes and you'll have everything that you need put together. This is the culmination of my 25 years of doing business online. So if you haven't done that already, go ahead and visit one-to-many-system.com to learn more. Now today I'm going to talk to you about online newsletters. Newsletters have been around a long time. The very first newsletter I published way back when was a paper and ink newsletter. I enjoyed putting it together back then even though it was more work. I enjoy putting newsletters together today and I haven't done this in a while. I started the Digital Strategist newsletter during January of 2022 And the idea came to me as 2021 was closing out. I was thinking about the fact that newsletters were coming back again. They were becoming very popular. And what I like about an online newsletter is that you can communicate with your subscribers. And if you don't have anything you're specifically trying to sell, I hate the hard sell. I always have. And I'm not an affiliate marketer, so I don't have a lot of products to put out there to my subscribers, but I do have quite a bit to say when it comes to digital marketing, building your personal brand, all of the topics that revolve around that. There's there's quite a few subtopics related to digital marketing and what it's like to be a solo entrepreneur today. All the different technologies that are available, the systems, the options, the business models, the list just goes on and on. And so I thought having an online newsletter would be a great outlet for me because I'm already recording a weekly podcast in which I talk about a lot of these things and share, excuse me, a lot of the principles. But not everyone has what you might call the audio lifestyle. Not everyone enjoys listening to podcasts. And so I thought being able to communicate using text and or video would be a good balance to what I was doing with my podcast. And so, but As I was thinking through all of this, and we're going back again to uh, late 2021, November, December, it also occurred to me, and I know you'll be able to relate to this, how many projects that I thought about over the years where you get that initial burst of excitement, you get the energy, and you start building out that project. And let's say it is a newsletter. Maybe you come up with the masthead, a design, a color layout. You're the copy for the initial issues. Maybe you get the tech sides starting to get all of those things set up. And then what happens is a delay happens, your first delay. 
Now it may be a, a client, a big client project comes along, a family issue kind of sidelines that project for you for a little bit. And then when you get back to it, maybe it's a week later or two weeks later, now that initial excitement, that initial energy isn't there anymore. And what happens? Sometimes the project kind of sort of gets off the ground, but it never really goes anywhere from there. It peters out really quickly or it doesn't get off the ground at all because you're never able to get back and get all of those little moving parts in order in order to launch that project. And I can't tell you how many times over the years I've been there. Now, some people get to that place because they have that spirit of perfectionism that drives everything that they do. It's never quite right. It never looks right. It never sounds as good as it can. And so they never get started. And a lot of times people are just afraid that it's not good enough. And so they find reasons to go back and try to improve things incrementally until basically they just get exhausted and the and the project kind of dies on the vine. And I can't tell you how many times, and this may be surprising to some of you, but I've done that more times than I can count. Now, you may look at my business now and say, oh, well, you got a website that you do, you have a podcast, you put courses together, and you've done all of those things. Yes, but that's on the other side of God knows how many projects that just never saw the light of day, not because the project was a bad idea, but for one reason or another, it just never was completed. It was never launched. And so I began to realize that there was always a pattern that led to that. And I don't want to assume that that will never happen again. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you've been around for a while online, building things out, building client websites, um, putting ebooks together, putting courses together, all the things that involve online business today, the various business models, maybe you're a freelancer of some kind, really doesn't matter what you do, but you you know exactly from firsthand experience what it's like. I would say there's less than a half a percent of you that have never experienced this before, a project that you just, for whatever reason, wanted to launch, thought you were going to launch, told other people about it, but then it kind of just petered out and, and never really saw the light of day. I don't think there's too many of you out there that could say, oh, that never happened to me. I've always launched everything. Well, today I'm a lot more successful with my launches because they do see the light of day. And I realize that it doesn't have to be perfect to get it out there. But one of the things I'm more aware of, more keenly aware of today is just how much energy I have to get a job done at any given point in time. And so what happens is today I will use templates to launch something that I never would have used in the past because they don't look exactly the way I wanted them to look. The, the colors weren't quite right. The font wasn't quite right. All of those things that would have kept me from launching in the past no longer do so today. Today I take an approach that, okay, this is good enough. The idea here isn't to have a design winning uh, and whatever type of project that is, unless it's a design project. So if I'm, gonna, if I'm a designer, of course, then I don't want the weakness to be reflected in the design. But, you know, I don't even know what to consider myself anymore. I mean, I've been involved in design for years. I've been involved in writing and podcasting and all of that. But I think if I had to give myself a, a title... Maybe communicator would be one of the better titles I could give myself. Nothing too fancy, but just something that I can 
identify with, my goal, whether I'm creating a written piece or an audio piece or whatever, <clears throat> is to communicate to you, to communicate with you, to get you on the same page that I'm on and to convey to you something of value. And if I can do that, it doesn't make any difference whether the, font, the type font is too small or too light or too dark, uh, too big, what, whatever. I mean, not that those things aren't important, but I don't have to get them perfect anymore. As long as the information that you're getting is making an impact in you, that's number one. Now, if I can't get that right, then I'm not going to launch. But everything else, I want to at least have a passing grade. I hate to use a C plus as a passing grade, but mentally I would say if what I have is 80% of the way to perfect, then that's going to be good enough. Sometimes I hate to say I kind of lowered the bar and went for 75%. Wasn't happy with the layout, but the content was good, and so I did it. Other times the content even wasn't that good, When I, especially when talking about my very first launch of the newsletter. I just used... I had to fill the landing page up with some text, but okay, let me just pause that for a second. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me back up. Okay, let's – I'm skipping over some things here that I really don't want to because if you're new to newsletters, then there's some missing pieces that you need to understand. Okay, so let me start with this. A newsletter is an invaluable tool today for establishing yourself as a trusted authority, regardless of whatever type of business model you may have. It can be used to create a direct communication with your audience. You can use it to share insights. You can showcase your expertise. And you're in the process of doing all of those things. You're building your brand as an expert. You're creating relationships. You're staying top of mind. All of those important things are beginning to happen. And the newsletter enables this by delivering that content directly to your subscribers' inboxes. And it positions you as a go-to resource because you can share the latest trends, tips, your insights, and all of that. And as you continue to do that over time, you gain trust, your credibility grows because you're delivering valuable content. <clears throat> now, I know some of you might be afraid when you hear that and think, well, Jim, I don't know if I can deliver high quality content. I'm not saying that you have to deliver life transforming content with with each and every issue. Because if you applied that mindset to everything that you did online, you probably wouldn't be doing much of anything online. At least you have to stay within the boundaries of presenting content that your audience would most likely have some interest in. Okay, that's kind of lowering the bar a little bit. But let me do that for you because I know some of you again the reason why you never get started is because you don't think any of your information is good enough. I'm better at communicating today because I took communication that wasn't probably the highest of quality information, but it was the best that I had at the time, and that's what I began to share. I don't think it'll be any different for you, and that's fine. Now, your newsletter, you can also use it to reflect your voice, your personality, your style, your uh, personal experiences, and all of these things go a long way to helping you connect on a deeper level with your audience. You, know, you can also put your promotions within your newsletter to drive sales, again, reinforce your expertise. You can offer exclusive discounts. 
to people who subscribe to the newsletter. I do this for a lot of my clients. A lot of my clients, they're not really good at writing sales copy. They have retail type businesses, some of them, and it turns out that having an, a, a newsletter is a great fit for them. Some of them don't even send out the newsletter monthly. Some of them send it out bi-monthly. Sometimes they'll send out two in a month, and then we won't hear from them again for another two months. But the audience has become used to that, and it's not the kind of business where you need to hear from them every week. A matter of fact, I think it would be some topics get boring if you get too much information around them too often, or you had, you've had your fill um, too quickly of that kind of information. I mean, think about talking about having your fill, think about your favorite food. If you have it every single day, I don't care how much you enjoy it, sooner or later you've got to kind of had you've had enough of it. And that's the way I look at marketing pieces, that's the way I look at email. Matter of fact, about 5 years ago, people more than just a few would have a daily podcast episode. Today you hardly see any daily podcast episodes because daily turns out to be more than the subscriber wants or needs. And so look at it that way. Sometimes less is better. Look at that in relationships. Imagine if you had a relationship where, let's say you're single and you want to meet somebody and you're at their door every day. Even if you get along great, every day after a while, people need a little space. It gets to be a little overwhelming. Okay, so you get the point. Now, as you grow your newsletter, some of my clients have newsletters with 17,000 subscribers to them. And as it usually turns out, the people that provide entertainment style uh, or have entertainment style businesses, they usually have the most subscribers. Whereas retail type businesses um, like restaurants, Usually they are within the 1,500 to 2,000 uh, member subscribers on those types of lists. I'm talking about local businesses now. I'm not talking about online businesses where you may have subscribers all over the world. Of course, those may be a little bit bigger. But even those lists, I find that people are more into uh, more niche niche down newsletter type content today. They're looking for a very specific type of content, not so much the general content. Although a general newsletter can do fine and some of them do, but you get the point. Now, when it comes to the technical side of this, let me talk about MailPoet because MailPoet was something, I think they've been around for about 12 years now and they were recently bought out by WooCommerce. Of course, they were bought out by Automatic. So, MailPoet is part of that high-end WordPress fold today. And so it's not one of those tools that you're going to have any problem integrating with a WordPress website. And this is one of the main things that led me to uh, choose the combination for my own newsletter back in January of 2022. As I was in the midst of the planning process, I recognized that part of me that was in the position where I needed to get this project started and completed within a very small window of time. I realized that because I was ending one year and so all of these big projects were 
I was trying to get them completed by the end of the year. And then right around the corner was the new year. And I realized that if I was going to get this newsletter out quickly, I needed to I, I needed to make some hard decisions. Now, it just so happened that I bought a lifetime subscription to MailPoet through AppSumo. For those of you who don't know, AppSumo is a place where you can get these lifetime deals on software. It was a lot better back in the day than it is today. You can still find some good deals on AppSumo and some other lifetime sites, but the way the economy is today, the software company can't survive by taking a one-time fee and then provide all of the services needed to run a successful software company, which means you have to continually update and upgrade the product. You have to provide customer support. There's a lot of things that go into running a successful software company. So you're not going to see too many companies surviving, especially today, where they have this one-time fee that they take and then they have to serve you indefinitely into the future. It just doesn't work that way. So I was really surprised when I saw MailPoet there offering a one-time uh, license. And now I've had this license for about three years now, and I've been using MailPoet regularly. And so at the time of this recording, yes, it's owned by Automatic. It's part of the in that high level of the uh, WordPress plugins. It's in the fold. <clears throat> and unless something changes, which is possible, I'll continue to use it. But one of the things that led me to it was, number one, I bought it for a one-time fee. But number two, it was designed to integrate seamlessly with WordPress. And so that gave me the opportunity to not only come up with the basic newsletter concept, but to create the design and set up the technical side of it all inside WordPress, do it all quickly, and have the entire project ready to go in, a, in a, just a tiny window of time that had opened up for me. I decided to go ahead and do that. Now, it still took me till the end of January to get that first issue together, but that wasn't because I didn't have my system in place. The whole system probably took me an hour to set up on my website. And then after that, it was the deliberation of what's the article going to be about, you know, let me edit the text. All of that took a few more weeks, and that's why the first issue went out around the 22nd or the 23rd, somewhere in there, 24th. And I just decided, let me just keep this schedule. I did it for January. That gives me another four weeks to come up with issue number two. And as I continued to do this, it became easier and easier. Now, let me talk to you a little bit about MailPoet. It has a super friendly user interface. It's ha it has a lot of powerful features in it, and it integrates with WordPress just so well. For example, for those of you who use WordPress or any type of drag-and-drop system, this has a simple interface where you can drag blocks over for headlines, images, or maybe a whole blog post. Now, it won't put the whole blog post in there. It will give you so many lines of text. It'll take the feature image, but you can just drag and drop it. You can style it really easily in just a few clicks. And I found that this is something that just getting that part alone set up with the other email tools that were out there, it was just taking me a long time to do. Whereas Mel Poet gave me something that was, at the very least, an 85%. In other words, good 
enough. I was able to create the whole layout design for the newsletter. Good enough. I was able to do all of that. Now, because if you're familiar with the WordPress editor, you know what it can do. You know what it can't do. You know how to integrate text and images. It's very simple. It's drag and drop. And so you don't have to worry about any of that. Now, the subscriber management within MailPoet, again, it's one of those very easy, very streamlined um, types of setups where you can see your mailing list. You can see the subscribers. You can see who's opened up the email, who hasn't, which emails have bounced. Matter of fact, when you actually set it up, it will come up with a screen that it will enable you to just go step by step. Point one, go ahead and do it. And what I did was, as I was setting everything up, I set it up so that I would just use the defaults that MailPoet offered me. So instead of having to create a separate thank you page or a double opt-in page or an upgrade your um, update your subscription page, all of those pages that would go with having a newsletter. Now think about that. If you have a newsletter, right, you need a sign-up box. MailPoet provided that plus WordPress has plenty of other plugins you can use for pop-ups and uh, forms inside your page. However you want to set it up, MailPoet works with just about everything. Matter of fact, I've never found a plugin that's been around for a while that MailPoet didn't integrate with. It integrated with everything. Also, they had their own sending service, and this is what really I found to be a, a winning combination. MailPoet has its own sending service, so you don't have to worry about setting up um, anything special except you log into MailPoet. Once you purchase the professional version of the plugin, you tell it what email address, what domain you're going to send it from. It gives you some code that you go and you paste into wherever you need to paste it in. If you have cPanel web hosting, you paste it in there. Now this may sound a little technical to some people, maybe not. There's ways around this. I'm not gonna like harp on what the ways around it are because everybody's in a different place, but they also have incredible customer service where if you do have a question, they get back to you quickly. They'll help you through things. They'll even create a quick video walkthrough for you if you had an issue. These are all things that I've experienced just with the simple plugin. You can automate if you want to have, for example, a autoresponders set up, you can do that. For I might send out my newsletter and then you have a follow-up newsletter and a follow-up to that, but you don't have to do any of that if you don't want to. And all of this is taken care of in the initial setup. So by the time you're done, I didn't time it, but the entire process from start to finish took about an hour. And I had my first newsletter ready to go. Now, when it came time to create my second newsletter, instead of starting from scratch, I just created a duplicate of the first newsletter. Now, you can create a template from it, but this is just the way I did it because I was just learning how to use it at the time. I just duplicated the first version, and then I went back and I filled in the, the old content. I copied it over with the new content, and then out went version number two. So you can manage your subscribers very easily. It has seamless integration with WordPress. You can automate and personalize everything first name, welcome emails, email sequences, onboarding new subscribers or re-engaging dormant subscribers, um, create tailored content for specific groups. 
And what happens is this personalized approach, it helps you create stronger connections with your audience. And if you're selling something directly, of course, it's going to increase the likelihood that you're going to make more sales. Next, it had advanced analytics and insights. They're even more advanced now than when I first started using the plugin. So you can track the performance of every single one of your newsletter campaigns and go back and adjust your strategy accordingly. So it gives you the analytics, the insights, the open rates, the click-through rates, the bounce rates, and more. And so you can identify over time which of your content was more engaging. Then you go back, you refine your messaging a little bit, and then you have data helping you make decisions to improve the effectiveness of the newsletters that you're standing out. But, you know, when you look at the big picture today, when we're talking about communications, newsletters have become really indispensable, whether you're running a retail business, um, whether you're sometimes an entertainment business, or you're a solo entrepreneur building your brand, you can really establish some meaningful connections with your audience by having a simple newsletter in place. Now, back in the old days, newsletters were very involved as far as the actual content of the newsletter goes. I remember getting newsletters, subscribing to newsletters. These were paid newsletters, but I would get probably like three, four, five articles in each newsletter, plus there would be advertisements for things. We're talking about the paper and ink newsletter days. But now online, some of the newsletters I subscribe to are basically one article. Matter of fact, with my own newsletter, when it comes to writing, a lot of times I'll write, when it comes to more or less, I kind of lean into the more side of things in my own communication. But if I have a long article, sometimes that'll be it. Sometimes I'll re review a few things at the bottom and to tell you the truth, I really enjoy putting a newsletter together because, because it's easy. Now, I have all other types of email marketing tools that I use in my business. A matter of fact, I had an email marketing service that I started back in 2002. It was an autoresponder service, and I had some of the biggest uh, number-wise lists in the world at the time. I had a soccer newsletter that had almost just under a million subscribers to it. And that newsletter had a lot of sub-newsletters for each position on the field. It had a, um, another uh, newsletter for coaches and conditioning and all of that. And I had that newsletter. I, I hosted it for a client for years. And he was uh, based out of here in the U.S. Eventually he sold the job, but or excuse me, sold his company. <clears throat> but I used that for years. And so... After, the, after I started that service, I began to see what the competitors were doing. I bought just about every type of email marketing solution that came out on the market. Now today, because my business is structured differently, I don't focus on that. It's a piece of my business, but it's not the focal point of my business the way it was briefly between, let's say, 2002 and 2006. During that time, I sent out countless email marketing pieces that were actually press releases. I would send them out for some of the biggest companies here in the U.S. as I was connected to their publicity departments. I still do that today. I just don't do it as much as I did in the past because the media in the past, let's say 20 years ago in the media today, it's a completely different animal. Yes, it still delivers news and updates, 
but the effectiveness of mainstream media is not what it was back in back in the day. There's just too many other competing types of ways, methods, platforms in which someone can get their information. You can get your information from, let's say, Google News, and it gives you an idea. You can go to a social media site. There's independent journalism. There's all of that today, whereas back then it was still kind of like the mainstream media was the go-to for that. But one of the other things I discovered about this MailPoet WordPress combination was that some of my clients were um, still on these old servers, these old shared hosting like Bluehost and HostGators and servers like that. And the great thing about MailPoet was that not only did it seamlessly integrate with those servers, but when it came to sending out bulk email, it was structured in such a way, it's designed in such a way, and it's even better today, that you don't have to worry about having a powerful server anymore. You don't have to worry about setting up these complex cron jobs. If you don't know what a cron job is, C-R-O-N, it's like a little process that works in the background checking to see if it needs to send out, let's say, email number two and a sequence of X number of emails or a thank you for subscribing message. And usually, those are those little software processes will work every 30 seconds or so or every minute or so and so that puts an extra strain on the server and so MailPoet found a way to design their software so that even if you were on this cheap low-end server you could still enjoy the benefits of having an autoresponder service or an email marketing tool a newsletter sending service and without having the issues with the server. So it, the simplicity, the flexibility of it made it an ideal choice for people that were just getting started. It's very, very resource friendly because it works within, it's designed to work within the existing infrastructure of a WordPress website. And it doesn't put an excess strain, I guess you would say is the best way to put it on the server. So. All right, let's go a little bit further. Now, what happens, let's say, if your newsletter grows to be quite large? For example, one of my clients, her newsletter, it has, she has 17,000 subscribers. Well, what's that going to do to the database? Is that going to cause database bloat? Is that going to drag your website speed down? Is that going to cause problems with the server? The answer to that is no, no, and no. First of all, the size of your database shouldn't be an issue. Even if you have a two, three gigabyte database because you have a lot of tables in there. By the way, how many tables, for those of you who are technical, if you're worrying about well, how many tables is going to MailPoet going to create when it's installed, it will create, I believe, 30, 31, right in there, additional tables to your existing database. So two years in running, I haven't had any problems with MailPoet, database issues, sending issues with either my site or client sites running the plugin. Now, personally, I also use a free plugin called WP Optimize. That's WP-Optimize to keep WordPress databases cleaned up and running smoothly in general. In other words, I use it on websites that aren't even running MailPoet. It's just part of my general website maintenance routine. I do use the MailPoet sending service, which they recommend. 
And that's an added plus because you don't have to worry about your direct server resources being used to send emails, especially if you have large lists like 10,000 or 20,000 people. And like I said, I've been running this on client websites also for over two years without any issues at all. Importing a list is very easy to do if you have an existing list, as is exporting a list. When I first started my newsletter, I did so knowing that maybe down the line, if I did have problems or there were some issues or it turned out that this service didn't perform as well as I thought it would, I did so knowing that I could export all of the lists and move them over to another service without any problem at all. All of the mailing systems and services out there today allow you to import a CSV file with all of your subscribers on it, and it recognizes things like first name, last name, tags, email addresses, and all of that. It's not difficult to set up. Now, by default, MailPoet will export your subscribers in CSV format. So again, if you're not technical, it's not something that you have to be concerned about or worried about as you go down the line. So there's not any problems there either. Now, if you do have an older list, I recommend using a service like Clearout Email Verification to make sure that you remove all the dead addresses from your list. Clearout is one, Clearout Email Verification. There's another one I think called MailerFi, but I have several of them that I use off and on, and it's just a great way to make sure that you keep your list kind of trimmed down so that you have higher open rates and lower bounce rates. High bounce rates will get your account removed or suspended from most services today fairly quickly, as will spam complaints. Now, an email bounce is when the email is undeliverable, so you want to keep it under 5%. The, the optimum, I would say, would be around 2%. In other words, two out of every 100 emails would be considered undeliverable. Anything higher than that, a lot of services today are getting stricter. So if you're going to do a lot of affiliate marketing, kind of like the uh, churn and burn approach, I wouldn't recommend using MailPoet for that because they'll probably freeze your account after not too long. Instead, I would go with a service like, let's say, AWeber that is specifically designed for affiliate marketing. But as I was saying before, MailPoet integrates seamlessly with WordPress. So if you're using WooCommerce and you have a little store, you're selling something, MailPoet can be easily set up to contact people who've abandoned their cart purchases. This is one of the newer features. I believe it's in beta right now or it's just coming out. It's called the Abandoned Cart Reminder, as is the thanking the loyal customers, your most important customers. There's special emails that can be set up to go out once they meet a certain criteria. There's also a coupon system that you can set up to celebrate first-time buyers So you would welcome your first-time customers by sending them an email with a special offer for their next purchase and make them feel appreciated by your band. You can set up a special welcome series just for new WordPress users in the WordPress database or for general subscribers if you're just going to do a newsletter. Or you can do a combination of all the above. You can use MailPoet for an increasing number of automations and they keep adding new things all the time. And in just a few clicks, you can add, for example, a GDPR-friendly sign-up form to your WooCommerce checkout page to collect emails and help drive some repeat purchases. Subscribers will automatically be added to a pre-built WooCommerce customer list, and that makes things even easier when you start to tailor your email marketing messages. 
Also, one nice thing, MailPoet will give you a short code, and this is what I did. All you have to do is cut and paste it into an empty page on your site, and then you create your very own email archive. So like I like to talk about this on this podcast. People go to jimsnewsletter.com. They can check out the archive. They can see all of the past issues of the newsletter. Tech-wise, all I had to do was paste in a short code. It was just that easy. So all in all, over the last two years, I've watched MailPoet grow into a marketing system that can, in a single plugin, do the job of what traditionally maybe two or three plugins would do, and it appears to be getting better all the time. Okay, that's about all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them. Share it on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever else you may be. Or send them to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. Back episodes can be found there as well. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.